Welcome to the Go Podcast. Go aspires to engage the local church in global missions. We seek to share mission stories that encourage, edify, and equip other Christians in sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ at home and abroad. This podcast is a part of Liberty Bible Church Global Ministry. Your hosts for Go are Cami Santner, a missions partner with Liberty, and joining her is Kevin Cram, pastor of global engagement at Liberty Bible Church. Welcome to the Go Podcast. I'm Kevin, and with me, as always, is Cami. Today, we're going to be continuing our conversation about the intersection of daily life and discipleship. And every day could be the possibility of uh, introducing someone to Christ and helping them follow Him. And even if we aren't talking about our faith specifically, um, they can see a difference in the way that we talk and the way that we walk. And we're excited for our guest this week, and um, who's going to be giving us a little bit of insight into this idea. So, Cami, who are we welcoming this week? This week, we have the privilege of having Eric Dewey with us. Eric serves with the organization Greater Europe Missions in the areas of church planting, sports ministry, as well as health and wellness. He's also coming all the way from the UK. Eric, thank you for being here and taking time to just share your story with us. Hey, guys. Glad to be on the call. So first, do you mind sharing a little bit about your background and why you chose to serve in England? Yeah, I grew up right there at Liberty Bible Church um, in Valparaiso and Chesterton for the first, oh, 20, was I 21 when I moved to the UK the first time? Um, so yeah, I've got a, a long history um, at, at Liberty and obviously it's a church that has focused on missions a fair amount. Um, when I was, well, it's weird. I was thinking about this a little bit and I'm like, I think I always just kind of grew up with like loving stuff from England. Like I was obsessed with Robin Hood when I was growing up. And then some of my favorite books were these books called Redwall books. And they were like British author and uh, Lord of the Rings and Narnia and like all of it. I just look back. I'm like, I, my favorite theologians are like British theologians. So it's just kind of this like. I was a bit of an Anglophile before I actually had the chance to come over. But then when I was, um, I'd had some health issues and I was at home, I was going to, P- well, it was PNC at the time, but I was going to PNC locally, but I was like, wanted to get equipped for full-time ministry. And I was looking at different Bible schools and had some like scholarship offers and stuff, but nothing, just nothing felt right. Um, and the opportunity opened up through, Uh, a connection with my old youth pastor who was at Liberty Scott Goose and he was serving in the UK at the time with his family. Um, The opportunity came up to come here for three years and study theology while I did youth work at a church here in South London. And I pushed on doors and they opened quickly. Um, And so, yeah, I moved to the UK for the first time in 2010 and I did a three-year stint. I spent five years back in the States and then the call was always there to return to the UK to do full-time ministry here. And in 2018, I moved back to the UK and have been here another three plus years now. That's great. In fact, you actually got married uh, back in November to a UK citizen. Yes, I'm I'm now half British, you know. Um, that's not how that works. But. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about sports ministry. Why sports ministry? Why is that um, a work that's so important and so strategic? 
Yeah, I, I've always loved sport. And I, I first saw that kind of like intersection of sport and and faith opportunities when I was growing up at Liberty, our, our impact group or whatever it was called when we were in youth group ended up becoming Thursday night dodgeball. Um, it just kind of morphed into that. And back then we ended up having like 70, 80 guys coming on a Thursday night when it was just, yeah, it was crazy. And they were coming and they were hearing about Jesus. And otherwise most of them would have never stepped foot in church. Um, and you would have never had the opportunity. And I think that's really where like my heart for it was birthed. But then when you just talk about like the opportunity to rub shoulders with people and actually share life consistently with people where you're seeing them, at least uh, uh, playing rugby here in the UK, like I get to see those guys multiple times a week. Um, and like sport is way bigger in the States even than here, but here there's the, the numbers from a few years back, there's 150,000 sports clubs with 140 average adult members. Now I'm a member of a golf club and uh, it's different. It's not like a country club. It's different here. I'll just specify that <laughs> um, a golf club and a rugby club. So that counts twice. But the, if you do the numbers, it's 23 million people and the population of the UK is like 70 million. So you've got over a quarter of the country that you've got access to just by being involved with sport. And so it's like with our work across Europe as well, it's like you multiply that by the number of countries that our missions in across Europe. And it's just like the opportunity is there and it's waiting. Like you want to be in community with people. Sport is where you're going to find community with people and you're going to have the excuse to see them multiple times a week as you train and play. So yeah, that's it for me. It's not just a passion. I also think it's really a strategic opportunity that the church should take seriously of like, if we look at this and we look at the opportunity it holds to be genuinely in people's lives, it's immense. That's great. So let's kind of hone in or get a little more focus on that rugby club. Let's talk about why you made that specifically part of your ministry. Yeah, I think it, when I first moved over, I wanted to play sport because I love playing sports, right? So I was looking at the options and you had football, which is what we call soccer in the States. And then you had cricket and then you had rugby as like the three big ones that are like the English sports. And I'm not a small person. Um, I'm, uh, yeah, uh, I'm not small. And I was like, what would leverage my size the most? And it's rugby. And I'm not going to lie, getting to hit people for fun in a safe, kind, sometimes environment. <laughs> it's, it's great. So I started playing rugby. Um, and I, be, I came to realize like at my rugby club and we've got several hundred adult players um, we have over a thousand under 18s, but uh, like of the adult players, I was literally the only Christian out of hundreds of people. And so, uh, you know, it's not just the space I wanted to find myself in because of my desire to play sport. But then it became this thing of just like, there's no, if I, I'm, if we, Jesus is actually the answer. There's nobody in this space who knows the answer. And so, yeah, I really, I've committed myself to being intentional in that space of like, I, I believe there's life and hope here to be found in Jesus. I want you to know that. So I'm, in, I'm really intentional with the time that I spend there. 
Yeah. So you find this yourself in this environment. What, what has been kind of your approach um, being different in this environment and how do you make a difference in that environment? Yeah, I think you, you kind of, you grow up with in the, in the States, we, you grow up with this idea of like, the best Christian athletes are the ones who have a platform. Like you've got to make it big or you don't, you're not as important in the kingdom of God, unless you're a professional athlete, because they can just, they can proclaim Jesus better. And if we take this whole idea of like our faith and sport integrating, like we were just kind of talking about, actually there's millions of people that we can influence just by being grassroots with our own faith and understanding what that looks like in sports. So for me, the, the ways that pretty much I found I have to approach it if it's going to work is by it flowing from who I am far more than what I do. So yes, I show up and I'm a servant leader as I, as much as I can be. I'm not beyond as an older player. Now I'm not beyond picking up cones at training. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's one of like you show up and you serve and you do all the grunt work, but it's not necessarily about like being the best athlete. It's about being prayerful and seeking the Holy spirit and what, God is doing and moving. And as I, as I go to training, the nights that I show up and I'm like running through the training plan and I'm thinking through plays and lineouts and things that we do in rugby and how those function and work. Those are the nights where, well, rugby training happens and that's about it. But the days I find that I'm really prayerful in my approach of God, who needs an encouraging word today? Who needs my attention? Where are you moving? What are you doing? As I approach my sport kind of setting the the idol of sport aside where I'm not seeking to find my worth and my performance or my standing or whether I'm starting in the first team or the second team or as I learn to set those things aside and I learn to approach this from a, a seeking the kingdom first that's that's what I tend to get more of the days I do that are the days where I have people come ask me questions about so I have this question about the Bible or faith or Christians believe this, right? Or, you know, and, and sometimes even I have people coming to me. It's not just me always seeking people out, but it's when it's when you're in a healthy place with your relationship with whatever, whatever environment you find yourself in, whether it be sport or business or like when you learn to release the idols of that arena whatever that arena is, it's when you're actually free to see God move. Um, and so I, I've just found that's, and it's the battle you always fight. Like I, even this season, as I've dealt with injury or I've dealt with, you know, being almost well, but then other people are starting in front of me and I start having a bad attitude towards that person. I'm like, you know, it's a big heart check where you're like, Whoa, like I need to one, I would need to want what's best for them. I need to want what's best for the team, but two, like what's going on in my heart? Why am I all of a sudden like really like ugh, towards that person? Because that's, that's, those are the moments where we have to recognize that we got to give it to Jesus. And then we have to, again, we have to actually seek God's spirit and what, what are you doing in this place and how do you need me to move today to join you in mission? Yeah, that's great. Well, I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball question. Um, I, you talk a lot about your role in the rugby club, um, like your life in that community. Um, but I really wanted you to share a little bit really quickly. Um, what are some of the other stuff that you do um, over in the UK? Yeah, so I'm a, a part of a local church plant. Um, we have 
we're we're kind of like one church, two locations, a little bit like Liberty has a few locations, and one of the church locations has been around a lot longer. But um, we we church plant here um, in a place called Sutton in South London. Uh, the church actually uh, a while back opened a coffee shop on the high street, and we church plant out of that space as well. Um, and so I worship lead both locations, but I'm far more involved on the church plant side of things and you know, on the leadership team there and worship lead, teach, preach, kind of, we do kind of a hybrid version of, of both at the same time. Um, and then within Greater Europe Mission, I am kind of the, I don't oversee anybody officially, but I, I coach, enable, encourage our sports and fitness missionaries across the mission. Um, I'm hoping to see us mobilize more missionaries who work in those arenas as well. Um, and then we're also working on incorporating a health and wellness approach to our missionary care so that it's, it, it encompasses our physical existence as well as our spiritual and mental existence, um, because we were created that way, a body and dust and dust and breath, right. Body and spirit. We were, we were made that way from the beginning. So we're really trying to kind of understand how all these things come together. And of course there's some overlap between fitness ministry and health and wellness as well. So yeah, I, I put on a few different hats <laughs> to say the least. Um, so you keep busy. I, re I really love all of them. It's great. great. <laughs> well, before we wrap up, I have one last question for you and many of us that, um, Many of us that are listening, we probably have no idea what rugby actually is. So really quickly, just describe the sport. What makes rugby so unique? Uh, I've got I've got this mug that says God made rugby players so footballers could have heroes too, um, <laughs> which is there's there's a good amount of elitism found in the sport of rugby, some of which is historical. Rugby is this amazing sport, in my opinion. It's the it is the ultimate team sport um, because it does not matter if you have one standout athlete, they can't do it on their own. Everybody plays both ways. There is no offense and defense. There's 15 of us outside on the field and we play both ways and you got to be fit and strong, but it doesn't matter what body type you are. Everything from the, those of us who are a bit more on the giant side to, to the small quick people, like it doesn't matter. There's a, there's a spot for you out there. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's just a beautiful sport. Some people call it violent. I call it aggressive. Um, <laughs> just hitting. I think violence is the intention of hurting somebody, <laughs> not the fact that injury happens. So yeah, you get to hit people. It's, it's fun. We don't, we don't have pads. Um, there's no helmets. There's no shoulder pads. There's none of this like pan yourself up, but we have, we have stricter rules on how you're allowed to hit somebody to make sure that concussion becomes less and less of an issue. And that we're able to stay whole and healthy as much as, as much as we can. Um, but yeah, it's not a, it's not a gentle sport. We'll just <laughs> put it that way. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, sometimes they have rugby on ESPN and things like that. So if you ever get a chance at, what is it? Two I in will, the morning. <laughs> I will say the difference though, if there's only seven people on each side, that's rugby sevens. And that is not the style of rugby I play. That is all about speed. 
I've never been fast ever. Um, <laughs> you, it's, it's the when there's 15 on each side. That's that's the rugby you're looking for. Rugby rugby union. That's great. Yeah. Then it's just a mosh of people. <laughs> well, thanks so much, Eric, for being here with us uh, and taking the time to share a little bit about what you do overseas. Yep. Thanks for having me, guys. I look forward to listening to your other podcasts that I'm not on. Yeah, that's great. Well, before we wrap up our episode, um, we want to end with a personal reflection like we always do, and we're going to try to end this uh, like this every week. So, Cammy, um, how are you going to be praying this week as a result of our conversation with Eric? I think the most important part is, for me at least, is just praying for the people that don't really get a chance to come to church, be it their work schedule or that's just not how they were raised or what they specifically believe in. But just having a chance to minister, even just letting your life be that testimony, I think is incredibly important. So that's what I'm going to be praying for this week. Yeah, kind of along the same lines. I just I think about um, how there are so many communities and environments out there that we have no idea of how many people participate in them. Like we tend to sometimes get into our little niche, uh, church niche, and uh, we don't realize that there's a whole you know, network of people out there that um, we have no idea to have any connection to. And so I just really appreciate Eric um, stepping into an environment that can be really challenging, I'm sure, at times. Um, so I'm going to be praying for him this week. Um, but I'm also going to be praying for our church, too, that that we just find those opportunities um, to step into communities um, outside of our church walls where we can be a light and be an influence. So, Great. listening we want to give you real life stories and experiences to help you next week tune in um, for phil alessi phil's going to be talking more with us about jesus's method of discipleship this time from a local context and remember to go and make your life a mission